0: You've spent a month at the wreckage of Kay's airship at the bottom of, well, not the bottom, the middle of one of the Pillars of Eternal Vigil. You sent a message before you parachuted down here, and you were really hoping that your team heard it, but you don't know where they were in the world. You didn't get any response back. It was sort of a magical Hail Mary, so to speak. Um, and it was Kay who helped with it, so like that's as reliable as anything Kay says really is. And, you know, a month has gone by. Um, Talk to me about what that month has done to your character emotionally, Alan.
1: (laughs) Alan is now just torn up about whether it is smarter to stay here and hold out hope or whether it's faster to go somewhere, you know, parachute again and and see where they land and try to find anything from there. And this like indecision, or you know, wondering back and forth, back and forth, back and forth about like what would be the smarter play, is just like keeping him kind of alone in his thoughts. He's been a lot quieter the last couple days, really debating about this in his head.
0: Mm. Yeah, surviving on nothing but the apples that K packed and the apple cats that K packed as <laughs> the only two the uh, food type supplies you have remaining. Um, I don't know what you've been doing for water for a month. I guess catching rain and, you know, the... I oh,
2: had supplies for six months because we are for a year. Yeah, but then you
0: parachuted we... off the tower instead of walking down. So you can only carry so much. Your inventories are all full of books I didn't make you calculate the weight of. <laughs>
2: let's,
0: let's, not, let's not be too hasty here. Uh, maybe you found some, some water stored on the wreckage of Kay's airship, and that's what's been keeping you going. Um, but it's been a month. Uh, I imagine that there's been some kind of something happening between Fox and Kay, some kind of bickering or, you know, something some conversation loop that you're stuck in. What do you think that is, Cleo?
3: I think, um, Fox has kept his distance when he can with Kay, because one of the first things that happened throughout the first week was just them going back and forth over you know, balancing the responsibilities of an avatar and still embodying that, you know, value and and the vibes, right? Okay. Um, and it feels like an argument that Fox just is not seeming to win, Mm. um, and that Kay's just not willing to back down on. Um, mostly about things that Fox believes Kay should have done within the last you know three years i see um but fox doesn't push it too hard once it gets past a certain point so this just it's been this back and forth back and forth about it until you know eventually somebody interrupts or fox walks away yeah only for them to repeat it you know 24 hours later got it
0: jeb what you been up to for a month how's Jeb feeling
4: a little stressed I think the first week or maybe maybe the first couple days Jeb's focus was like defense hey we're in a dangerous area we're exposed you know let's let's set up a, a shelter and the guys are coming soon and then a week goes by. And it's as fortified as it's gonna get. And the night watches are not as vigilant, because it's been a week already, and the second week goes by, and, you know, he's he's trying to... He's trying to read Grandpa's book. He's trying to study. But Kay and Fox are bickering in the background. Mm. And... I think by the end of the month, he's maybe spent the last week, maybe the last two weeks, trying to fix the airship, trying to do something with it. Uh, doesn't even know what's available there. Sure. But is just focused on that because this, is, this isn't working out. They could They could travel a long distance in the airship in a month.
1: That's
0: true. What about you, Zoth? How's the uh month of waiting been for Zothkeg?
2: Um I think he's sort of longing for the friendship that he remembers between him and Fox. Um, and he's sort of been reflecting on that in their last conversation and not wanting to push it, giving Fox the space that uh, Fox wants, but still longing for that reconnection. Hmm.
0: What does that do to his like days? you know like how how is he behaving, or what has he been doing to keep himself busy or trying to take his mind off of it, or whatever
2: um i mean he'd he'd lend a hand in any activity that anyone else would need assistance with, so maybe he helps Jeb set up mm. defenses for like the first week.
0: he can be Jeb's guy who can reach stuff,
2: yeah, <laughs> um maybe he chimes in every now and again, tries to mediate between uh Fox and Kay.
0: Gotcha. And so it's in, you know, pretty dismal, uh, attitudes that you wake up on what I guess we'll call the 31st day of your, your time stuck here at the base of the pillar. It's been a full seven months since you, uh, left, you know, to climb up here. So you left in the spring, it's now, you know, approaching winter, late fall. The breeze is about the same as that spring breeze, except it's carrying with it the chill that forebodes what's coming next. You wake up, the light that filters through the sort of makeshift walls and fortifications you've put around very dimly illuminating the group. Um, Nobody really speaks to each other. There is no fire to douse or rekindle. You all kind of stretch on your own. You start to get up on your own. Uh, Fox, it is your acute roguish senses that first detect a sound on the air, a hum, if you will, a little bit of a kind of, and as you go to the front of your little cave area and kind of step around the walls that Jeb has put up. And you look out into the distance, standing there with nothing but the void before you, the mists swirling beneath a couple miles lower. You see the kugboat, the SS Happy Orc, zooming towards Mm. you. uh, Bruiser at the helm, his teeny little winged badger face, you know, looking back at you and kind of waving through the uh, glassine lens that serves as a cockpit. Um, and the hope of Clara's cooking instead of apples <laughs> and apple cats arriving on the wind uh, as the cug boat is approaching. What do you do, Fox?
3: Um, Immediately call out to everyone else. Oh, thank God they're here. They heard us. Uh, I, Alan, Alan will turn around. Are,
1: relief. Are, you, are you serious? I mean, look they're right there. I am extremely thankful that we did not have to use those parachutes again. At, <laughs> hey man, wow. that would have been so much fun though. It would have been once again extremely dangerous. Um but I am happy to see our ship. This is I, hey, Okay, okay. I'm just happy we're All
3: right, everybody pack up. Pack up. Let's go. Yeah,
0: I'm this packed. <laughs> I am ready to go.
3: Fox just rolls up his uh, bedroll throws like any random knickknacks he had laying out onto it pops it on his back alright uh, let's go ahead and clear any debris we have in the way we were using as a
1: shield here and- uh, yes yes yep and Alan will start moving away the the um, kind of makeshift battlements we kind sure. of created uh,
0: the cugboat uh, expertly flown by Bruiser it's clear skies, easy conditions uh, he is able to navigate his way over to you and uh, kind of pull up alongside um, there is still it's about a 5 foot jump to get off of where you are and onto the cugboat. but you all make it pretty easily you're not, you're not pressed for time or anything even Kay can make that jump um, in fact, maybe Bruiser uh is, is conscious enough that he swings it around so that the balcony that protrudes off the back of the cugboat on the you know, the lower deck that balcony that sticks out, maybe he just backs up until that balcony is literally like a bridge. Um, where it's kind of laying on the ground. And so you yeah. all walk in through the, the rear balcony, through like the main stairs with the nice plush carpets and everything, and you find oh, yourself yeah. uh back on board the Cugboat. Um, where uh, awaiting you are the various members of Four Guys Ventures and Vibes. Yeah, the Mike and it is the first one to meet you. Um, he's got his, his little necktie on and everything. You know, he walks up to shake your hands and he looks up at Zothkug and he kind of freezes.
1: Uh yeah. Um, hey man. We it's hard to yes, I mean I'll let I'll let him
2: say it's it. It's been a long time
1: you are
0: you were burnt yes but you are here correct did you did they plant another you
2: no, are you a seedling uh, creature no I'm not um, I met a strange entity in the, the the ethereal plane, the beyond realm, if you will. And uh, that entity uh, built a body and brought us back here.
0: Oh. Yeah, seems like he probably had some, you know, prepared thing for like, oh, here's the reports on where we've been and all this time, whatever. And like, it's all like gone from his mind. He's just kind of he's like he's still, you know, his little hand like held up kind of towards Fox for a handshake. Um, just like you know, stuck there, kind of holding his hand up. Uh, oh, from behind, yeah, the mic and it. Um, Laradith pokes her head around the corner and goes, "Ah, oh, all of you are back. More than, more than left are back." Hi, Kay. Uh- Kay's is like, "Hey," she's like, <laughs> "Have you been bothering them since they found you?" Yeah, pretty much. Well, that, that tracks. And who are you? Oh. She points over at Zothkug. I can't remember. Did she meet Zoth or had he died before you? I think he died before you got Laredith, right?
1: No, I think he died. You I think? died after. No, because
0: because Laredith he helped it. with yeah, you're trying right. to yeah. recover mm-hmm. Zoth, you're I right. believe. Yeah. Dew is the arc that came after that. Hello, yeah. Zothkug. Welcome back. I, <laughs> I am pleased hey. to see you back, though uh, your story sounds a little ominous to me, but that is a, a matter for future study. Um, and you are kind of whisked back on board the, the boat as, you know, the various crew members come to say hello to you, whatever. Um, Ronald, the intern, the manager, the intern, uh, runs up to you very excitedly, his curly hair kind of bouncing. Uh, he goes, we found them. We, we found Duffin and I have procured for you the Ruby dust. And he holds out his hand and there's a little pouch in it with, uh, exactly as much, I don't remember how much you asked for but exactly as much yeah. Ruby dust as you sent him to get from Duffin. Um, and so he he holds out the the little pouch to you. It took us a very long time and I had to consult the maps several times and behind him, you hear Gar logo. I took over and, (laughs) and I just told Bruiser where to go and then we found him, but that's cool. You can have the credit. He totally <laughs> did. It. And then he like turns around and walks off to go in another direction. Um, beyond that, you see FP62. Uh, Wash, I actually need your input here. Which of the wide variety of foods that FP has been trying as his like first experience of his life things, which of those has he latched onto that is like now his favorite thing?
4: 100% is meatloaf.
0: Meatloaf. So he's got like (laughs) just a huge plate of meatloaf, like in his hand at all times, you know, and FP is also significantly bigger than you recall him being. He's like put on some pounds. He's doing the thing where he's taking the
4: leftover meatloaf and making sandwiches out of it. And so he's always got like a leftover meatloaf Mm, sandwich. Got it.
0: Is it like the single slice of bread, like rolled like a taco shell, kind of? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So so FP yep. is like you just glimpse him in the distance with the the meatloaf rolled up in a taco shell, <laughs> um, and uh, beyond him is Gunner, uh, who's like you could you could try eating anything else. Like we've got other options in the kit. You don't have to eat leftovers. Like we we I've have got, food. I've now. got a
1: stew cooking right yeah, now. After we sort. I'm stirring it right, right
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> Gunner, yeah, Gunnar's stirring something <laughs> in, the, in the kitchen. Um, beyond him, Clara is organizing just racks and racks of spices. You can tell that uh, Ruby Dust is not the only thing that was purchased from Duffin um, when the, the Cugboat came across him. Um, and... Uh, I think it probably falls on you to initiate because Yeah is so stunned by Zoth coming back. But at some point, you're going to wind up having a conversation about where the boat should go next and how everything went and whatnot. Um, who who do you think is the first to be like, okay, we have to talk about next steps? Like, we got to do stuff because it's definitely not Kay.
1: It's Alen, uh, I would
0: assume. But okay,
2: Zoth would first say, I, I I see the company has grown quite a bit.
0: Yes, we have oh, made yes. several hires. Uh, and, uh, even a demotion and you see off in the distance, Joffrey is like, you know, mopping or something.
2: You'll <laughs> have to tell me about that man. I, I need to catch up on so much else.
1: Uh, well, um, I hate to, uh, but in, but, um, yeah, uh, we've been gone for a while. Um, we would love to be updated on, what what has been happening, and also we need to um start heading towards wherever it is we need to go for the cataclysm. Well, we do know actually that where would we be need to go
0: Cavour's Kavor's lair in the yes. Cavorite Mountains because we gotta, she's sort of guarding the spot, so like it's not her lair, but her lair will get us there. So yes. we gotta go through Kavor, and she'll and she, you know, Kavor and I we go way back. I mean, I'm only like a couple hundred years old, I'm not, and Garlow's like. Cavor and I go way back. <laughs> um, being dragons, Alan like
1: <laughs> nods at at Garlo. Like, yes, I know that you know what's up, but we can pretend like this guy also knows what's up. <laughs>
0: um, so, uh, so I'm gonna skip through this conversation a little bit because it will be long and mostly recapping things. Uh, like you know, you've got a lot to explain yeah. to Jan yeah where you need to go. Um, on the other side of things yeah explains to you that the Cugboat, uh following orders set off first to find duffin which is an enterprise that took them a long time several months just to track down duffin um lots of people have seen duffin but nobody knows exactly where he is at any point in time and they did try to like offer him a ride and get him to come with them but uh duffin who they actually found him in what was formerly udrill and he said no he's got places to go people to see um he heard there were some refugees that he thinks might need supplies, he's going to go that way. So Duffin, you know, wandered off to continue on his journey, but was able to make all the important sales. Uh, And so you got your Ruby dust. Um, Clara was able to get her spices, uh, all the good things. And um, then with a little bit of time, because they knew that you were going to be away for a year, they decided to um, basically just go around and start gathering intelligence. So Bruiser took them up to a high altitude and the Lookouts led by Mockery, began just like trying to see how much they could learn and you know, how close can they get to different spots and where are the concentrations of horses, the highest and all that sort of thing. Um, and so there are some reports from the lookout side of things and from mockery that probably mockery would deliver to you in person as far as how that stuff is going. Um, and so mockery, you know, well, first we, we had to, uh, visit, with the western side of Ureda because it has been a long time since we went there. And she's telling you about Thraxenhaus domain, which um, the mountain has been thawed. And so like Thraxenhaus layer up at the top of it has been basically exposed. And, you know, the mountain is like greenery now um, near the bottom and the, the forest that served as kind of a natural barrier has um, kind of grown out and become more of like a lush ecosystem which to the lookouts implies that it is no longer influenced by the magic of an ice dragon. That's not a sign that the ice dragon is dead necessarily, but it is a sign that there's no lair there um, belonging to an ice dragon. So we don't know where Thrax and Howe went, but he's not there. Um, they also have determined that although most of the major cities in the world are like occupied, essentially, like they all have some presence of, um, the, the Aboleth forces, whether that's represented by the bright world company or whether that's like actual, um, army, like the Heshal and tieflings that are in tumbleweb. Most of the places in the world don't seem to mind. Um, Hmm. and the, the presence that they have created or established there is actually a fairly peaceful coexistence where they're, um, offering protection to the town and the town accepts. So it's like, you know, it's a new dangerous world and you might need help protecting yourselves or innovating or whatever. And so that's kind of the the key exchange. And there's also been sort of a new um, religion is not maybe the right word, but like a new guild or lifestyle or something like that that has been popping up. But without being able to go into the cities or towns, which, yeah, decided was too dangerous, they haven't been able to learn too much about it, just that there is some kind of new faith. And, in fact, they're seeing new shrines and things being built right on top of where the ones that got destroyed were, Um, Hmm. although they are not shrines to the old Pantheon, so we don't know much about them other than that. Um, There's also a... um, The Gray Watch has been uh, kind of branching out from tumbleweb using those tunnels that extend, if you recall, pretty much the whole way to the Calverite mountains and a little bit past. Um, the gray watch have been using those tunnels to help people who do want to leave escape their, their cities and towns. And there are some people who want to leave because, uh, the other thing the Cugboat has been doing is, uh, like pamphlet drops. Um, Marcy has been working around the clock on sort of a counter narrative and the Cugboat has been kind of dispensing that as it, as it goes around. Um, so those are some of the details of the world at large and what's happening. Uh, the conflict in Gaim in particular is an interesting one because it ended like the day after you, you left uh, hmm. because all the forces left. The lookouts theorized yeah. that that means that they were looking for you and a spy on the inside somehow tipped them off that you were there. Um, hmm. Probably because you had the rod of seven parts, they tried to breach the city to come get it. you escaped and they were like, well, there's no point in continuing a siege when we don't want to destroy the city. And so Gaim is actually like doing pretty well. Um, interesting as as that kind of thing we goes good call the, on that one. the monks of the silver sky have helped the um, you know refugees and residents in Gaim to start to build outside of the cavern. and so the mountains where you know their reservoirs and things are, above Gaim. Um, now there are some little like mountain settlements and stuff up there as well. At the same time, there have been strange things happening in central Urida, Um, and these are the ones that are kind of being talked about as you're getting really close to your, your sort of drop-off zone. Um, yeah, explains to you that it's too dangerous to fly the airship over the Calverite mountains because there's such a concentration of like Bright World Company airships and other air forces and things like that. Essentially, the the skies belong to the Bright World Company. Um, hmm. While they don't have any, like, ground army forces or anything like that, the Bright World Company, which has been fully acquired by the Summit Banking Guild, so in, in essence, they're the same thing now. Um, the Bright World Company has taken over the um, the skies with a number of, like, patrol ships and things like that, and they've been innovating on the model So they're not all airships like the Kugboat is. They now have much smaller, more nimble ones that operate Mm -hmm. with like a single wing that spins, basically. Um, And so they're using those to navigate very quickly and to get into places that the bigger airships could not. Um, They've also seen on the ground in that area, um, there have been some really strange monsters emerging that... um, when they, they're rare to see comparatively, like, um, you know, you would expect to see like random beasts who live in the woods or whatever. Compared to those, these are pretty rare, but they're huge and they're like a big problem wherever they go. Um, hmm. And in fact, the, the spot where they're going to drop you off is right near a village that was recently ravaged by one of them called Featherbrook. Um, yeah, is explains to you, you know, now it's too dangerous for us to go fly over the mountains, but there is someone who has been escorting refugees from the Southern end of the Caffirite mountains to the Northern end. Um, Mm -hmm. he's, uh, Savage Tempest, who is a a hitman Uh who you've encountered once, um, has been basically, I think the job is being financed by the gray watch, but, um, but he waits around at the southern end of the mountains for people to show up. So they're going to drop you off there. And Randy has taken um, Alan's parachutes and has kind of spread, you know, re- uh, recreated the design and whatever. So you can just drop right off of the tugboat the and head oh, down nice. there um, under the cover of darkness to meet up with him. And that is that is basically the plan and what's going to happen. Um, is there anything that you all would want to do before uh, you're dropped in, and also, are you bringing the avatars with you, or are you going by yourself?
3: Uh, ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's a good. I don't question.
4: see it. I don't see a need to bring the avatars with us down here to check this place out. Unless uh, we yes. think that the uh, kugboat isn't safe for some reason. I think, I think those the little kugboat scouts have been around.
1: Would be safer.
0: The question is um, are you going to be able to get the cugboat to where the consecrated land is going to be mm. because if it's in the Cavite mountains which it seems like that's where it will be then it will be difficult for I mean the cugboat could probably zoom in and zoom out again to do like a drop off but it might be risky to just try and fly them in there you know slowly and casually or for the boat to
1: stay and provide support
3: mm. I definitely think they should probably stay on the boat And we go ahead.
1: How will we communicate with them as to when it's time to quickly fly in, drop off, and fly out? Ah, we've been thinking about that. Randy's uh, in the room. He's all excited. He's got another box of one
0: of his toys to show off. Take a look at these. And he opens up the box, and there's a number of small handgun-sized items in there. He says, they're flare guns, but they're not like normal flare guns. They only show up in a certain spectrum of light. So if you don't know to look for him, you won't see anything. And he takes one and fires it out the window and you see nothing happen. And then he mm. says, but take a look up here. And he leads you up on top of the nest where the lookouts have installed a glass um, barrier that is uh, like along the fence. You know, there's like the railing with the little posts right. at the top of the nest. They've put a glass barrier there that filters to that wavelength. And so you can now looking through that way out in the distance, you can see the little flare he goes, they're bright enough that we can see them from miles away. So as long as we're in the general vicinity, we'll be able to see it from anywhere. And if it's nighttime, we've, si- we've had successful tests at 60 miles away.
1: Mm. Oh, Well, that will Ooh. be perfect. Um, and also something uh, before we go. Alan will um, make sure to give Laredith the adamantine and mithril and any other little materials he picked up to help Oh, this is machine. exceptional.
0: This will help me miniaturize the design in ways that could not have been achieved with the, uh, the, the random smorgasbord of materials we began with. Thank Perfect. you very much for finding these.
1: Of course. And she's yeah, um, you know, already you organizing. That, and... Do you estimate that the new design will be ready by the time we need to flare?
0: I believe it can be. We will have to do some construction on site. You understand, miniaturizing this machine does not mean making it uh, handheld. We will need hmm. to, you know, airdrop in pieces and put them together on the location. But I believe that we, can, we okay. can make this something achievable.
1: Okay, perfect. Excellent. Well, then, in that case, I think we will go in alone and use one of these flares once it's time.
0: Anything guess, else from the uh, uh, others of you? Go ahead, sorry.
3: Is there... I mean... It's going to be a one-way ticket for the avatars, right? What if we have any other emergency we need to signal? Should we maybe set up a coded system? Shoot one flare for meaning this, two for that? I, the flares only have one color because you have it limited to a singular spectrum of light, but... I think... Having more than just signal here and they bring the avatars when it could mean that, you know, there's actually an emergency. Hmm. What about this? How many of these do we have?
0: I've got five.
3: Are they all single shot?
0: Yes. And I can make more, but... Uh, we have five right now on hand.
4: So I know a little something about packing shells. Um, can I examine one of these shells, DM? Sure. And see if I can determine a way to reconfigure it so that it, when it explodes, it's like up and down instead of sideways.
0: Like a vertical line, basically?
4: but like more of like a vertical shape.
0: Uh, sure. Uh, roll Arcana.
4: I'm good at that. Oh, guys, I only rolled a 16. (laughs) Oh, only. Yeah. So that's 30. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, unfortunately these, these are not, um, like magical in nature. They're made from like normal materials. So when they fire they're it's actually like, it's more like a tracer. Like it draws a line as it moves rather than being like an explosion or a firework that pops. Um, it's like, it's like it leaves a little trail behind it that kind of glows in the, in the color that you want, if that makes any sense. Okay. so I'm not sure if that changes what you would want to do with them or how you'd modify them.
1: Um, perhaps you could well, modify could we, one to follow a specific path. Like, Is there a way to modify one where if after it fires, it could spiral rather than shoot straight?
0: Oh, I see. You're trying to make them do something different so that you can say the one that does this is one thing and the one that does this is the yeah, other yeah. thing. You mm-hmm. could You could make them detonate. So, right now, they don't detonate. They're slow burns. So, what you could do is you could have them go up to a certain height and detonate, and the line would have a really clear stop to it, unlike the normal ones. And that would give you a second look. Um, so, that would at least be two okay. options.
4: Yeah, we could do that. So, we could say, um, uh, well, the modified ones, all right. So, like, uh, a short stop means... Um, and, uh, a long line is like,
0: Like it's time
4: on, on, yeah, like on plan or okay. Okay.
1: And on plan okay means bring the avatars, correct? Yeah.
4: Um, yeah, I I would say so in this instance, we're going to get there and we're going to clear the area, right? Like Mm -hmm. we're going to like, we're going to take, make sure that everything is all safe and and ready to set up and whatnot. And when we give the all clear, that's a long line. Great. right? And then they can bring the avatars. But if for some reason we decide we need to pull the pull the ripcord, like do we want our emergency everybody here now? Like on all hands on deck, we need you or is emergency get out of Dodge?
1: I think the emergency is get out of Dodge. All versus okay. proceed as planned is bring the avatars. Uh, and I, I, I personally trust the crew to leave it up to their discretion as to whether once they leave the avatars, they need to leave right away or whether they want to stay and try to provide their support. I know that it is extremely extremely dangerous to do so, but I trust that if there is a situation where the crew needs to make a decision, they will make whatever the right one is.
4: So, so is a shortstop like, um, like it's dangerous here? Don't come.
1: I thought a shortstop meant, meant it's
4: time to evacuate. Get us out of here. Oh, get us out of here. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So cool. So long lines, all clear. Shortstop is get us out of here. Mm-hmm. All right. Sound good.
0: Yep. That'll work. Um, and Mm -hmm. Randy is able to make the projectiles that you demonstrate for him. So you have five, you have five flare guns, but each of them can fire one or the other. So you get five shots and you just have to decide what the five shots will be. Uh, Trevor has a hand up. What's up, Trevor?
2: Uh, unrelated to, to this conversation in the journey it takes to go from the, uh, towers to, um, the mountains, uh, would have debriefed, I guess, the, uh, the other avatars about his situation trying to gain insight if they have anything more to offer about the suspicious entity
0: uh, as soon as you say Demogorgon all of them are like no that's no good like that's that's not gonna be good um, and the the general consensus is that the the things are bad and if he made your body there probably is some kind of connection between him and you but it's not it's not going to be like a scrying type thing because it wouldn't work right now um so Ah. it it would be more like um like your dna would match kind of a thing it wouldn't be like a Hmm. um like not like a connection that he would be using to track you or something like that um if that
3: makes sense born yeah. to Demi Gorgon you
0: would be more likely to fail like a you know a, a magic circle that was uh, like a, a cast of sanctuary or something right that's yeah. the kind of thing that like might be an issue for you um okay. but it's not they don't think that he's like looking through your eye it's not like a Voldemort and Harry thing <laughs> where he's like in your head yeah. um
3: okay so or is he <laughs> uh,
0: as far as the, the avatars, avatars believe right it is not that it is not that way Um, they also were like, yeah, so that guy's going to be really hard to kill. So, um, Mm. you probably, that may be a problem that is beyond you. Like maybe just focus on saving the world this way. And maybe the next generation of heroes needs to take him on. We don't know. (laughs)
5: Um,
0: or, you know, maybe you become powerful enough, but right now, uh, it, it would not be advisable for, uh, you, even with your entire company supporting you to go and, uh, oh. challenge that guy wherever he is and whatever he wants. I wasn't
2: planning. On, I just wanted more info because I had no idea who he was or what he was about. And then Jeb scared me with, with the uh, demon and Demi And I just, as it should be.
4: Info.
0: Yeah. It's scary stuff, man. Look, dude, it's all about your vibe. If you just maintain a chill vibe, then you got nothing to worry about.
2: That's true, man. I always appreciate it. Just be uh, like chilling stuff.
0: You know, yeah. don't harsh anybody else's vibe. Don't let anybody else harsh your vibe. Okay, just remember the six tenets. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else before uh, we, we move on? Um, I don't think so. Any uh,
4: Any word on the safer joke?
0: Uh, no, it is somewhere near Gaim, wherever you hit it before, as far as everyone knows. But, like, they've had no reason to go down and get it, so it hasn't been visited or explored or anything like that.
4: We Jeb holds up the little remote and clicks it just, just... <laughs> just to <He> see. <laughs> yeah, just for old time's sake. Okay. For old time's sake.
0: Cool. <laughs> uh, as far as you know, nothing has happened.
3: Uh, wait, let's... wait, wait. Is this, like, oh, much you want to longer press it? after? Do, do. Or is this like shortly after we just got picked up?
0: <laughs> Cleo's like, did you just drive our truck into the water? <laughs> no, like
3: we're
4: already we're already here. Oh, Fine. okay, okay, you're right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just making a note that you did that. I'll decide what happens after the session. No. Uh, it certainly wouldn't affect you tonight. <laughs> Okay.
4: You know, it has it has water
1: walk and it has uh, water
0: breathing. <laughs> it does when so, someone's in there to activate the cypher. I
1: was going to say, I think it'd be <laughs> awesome if it somehow <laughs> <could> automatically <laughs> detect those things and activate when needed.
0: Um, the cypher truck, or not the cypher truck, the kug boat
2: uh,
0: <laughs> is now approaching your, your final destination, so to speak. Um, and... The way that this is happening is it's been arranged that you'll leave in the very early morning so that you can drop under the cover of darkness, but then you have daylight to help you navigate and, you know, link up with TSAF when it's probably not so dangerous. And then hopefully once you get into the mountains where you like need help being escorted, you can then use the cover of night. So that's the sort of arrangement that's leading into things as each of you is handed a parachute from Randy uh, who has oh, very thoroughly recreated um, and also Ooh. a harness that will anchor to the big iron eyelets on the top of the cugboat so that you can rappel down the side onto the stabilizing fins. And then you'll cut the cord to jump off the fin to parachute in. Um, and so all of you are there Uh, getting ready to drop down. It is dark outside, wind whipping past you, Jeb's duster coat flaring, you know, uh, out behind him. Uh, You're all kind of crouched down on the fins and getting ready to make your jump. Let's get an athletics or acrobatics check, uh, depending on what you're trained in from each of you. And if you're trained Um, in neither, that'll be a strength
3: check.
4: Before we do that, Jeb is going to learn from the last time we used these things. And he's going to cast Enhance Ability on who, who needs it.
3: I'm, I'm good.
1: I think Zoth, Zoth needs okay. it. Zoth is Zoth, raising a hand.
4: Zoth and Jeb.
1: Alright.
0: And that's Strength you're
2: enhancing?
4: And you want Strength or Dex, Zoth?
2: It's Advantage?
4: Yeah. Uh...
1: Strength.
4: All right. Well, I'll take strength too then. All right. We both get advantage on that.
1: All right. As the
0: Cugboat begins breaking through the cloud cover and you can see the ground whipping past, uh, you hear the countdown coming from Bruiser through all of your little earrings of message that connect you back to the Cugboat. In fact, it's not Bruiser. Bruiser's got to focus on flying. It's Clara who's going to count you off for your your jump. So you hear Clara's voice kind of crackle to life in the in the little headsets that you're wearing.
3: Wait, what? Are we are we counting it down from 10 or is that too much? Should we count it down from three? Should we count just, it down? What? Are we using draconic or was this like in common? No, this is co- common, com- I think we all speak, I don't speak draconic. <laughs> count it down from two, two. I speak draconic.
1: <laughs>
5: I knew I liked the fuzzy one. All right. Are you all ready?
1: Yes. Come yes. back in one piece, yes. honey.
0: Three, two, one, go. The cords that harness you back to the Cugboat are all snapped. The tension giving way, they all spring back up to the eyelets they're clamped into and slap onto the wooden deck of the Cugboat. At the same time, the five of you lean. On, I'm sorry, the four of you. Uh, the four of you lean off of the stabilizing fins and just sort of walk off the boat. So the airship continues flying and you kind of walk off. You have that brief uh, vertigo sensation, and then you are in free fall. Let's roll those checks. Your athletic athletics, acrobatics, or strength.
2: Uh, fourteen or thirteen for Zoth. Okay. Sixteen
1: 19. for Alan. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all were Watch, like, like, you get. second.
0: 19, Nineteen, which for you is a crit. Uh, all of you are mm. able to pull your shoots at just the right time. Uh, t uh, Savage Tempest is standing uh, at the base of the Cavorite Mountains, the Southern Cavorite Mountains. He's gazing out at the morning. He knows that he's meeting uh, the four guys crew here because arrangements have been made previously via uh, a messenger, probably through Scale and Sons. Um, and... As you are standing there watching the you you kind of pick out the the darker shape against the dark clouds you know you see their airship come down you see the dark little figures on the fins and then you see them jump backlit by the rising sun uh, down towards you uh, doing their best to be stealthy but Bruiser or whoever I rolled for did not account for the fact that the sun rises uh, in the east and so because <laughs> they're jumping down to you here the sun is literally silhouetting them towards Stainless uh, their shoots all open. <whah> and you see the the gliding begin and they all come in uh pretty pretty much in sync like in almost in formation and they land this before. just a little ways away from you uh in the trees you know it's maybe a 5 minute walk your ranger senses keeping you very stealthy and silent as you walk towards them uh, what are the four of you doing? Like, as you've you finished landing, you're somewhere in the, the tree line of this mountain. You know, how do you dismount, basically? Describe your cool hero landing or
1: your fumble. Like, what you know, just, just hit me with the, the exposition. Um, Alan is going to, uh, like, he's he's also, he's in his special ops mode. He, like, never got to do a mission like this when he was in the military. He's got his rifle of ice knife, like up with him as he drops. He's like looking around all like, you know, very vigilantly. And when he lands, he gets into like a on one knee pose, like, you know, yeah. Scanning around, making sure everything's good.
0: Cool. Is he going to cut the pack off or is he going to just let the parachute kind of drape over him?
1: He's going to cut the pack off. Cool. Uh,
3: Fox drops in right behind him. Uh, the poorly used bow drawn mm-hmm. and ready. Um, And as he hits the ground, he goes for a quick forward roll, uh, letting go of the pack off his shoulders um, as he does so, and immediately just doing a quick
2: 360
3: scan right next to Alan.
2: So Zoth, um, as he's parachuting down and his parachute opens, he's just kind of enjoying the scenery and he kind of <laughs> forgets to steer. So he ends up like flying into tree and having the scene where like you fall through a bunch of branches <laughs> and then get stuck like right above the ground. So he cuts the shoot and drops.
0: It. OK. Uh,
4: Jeb, when he sees Alan like cut the shoot, he's like, dang, I didn't even know you could do that. Um, And so he's going to wait, like come in a little bit behind them after they've all dropped down and in a soft patch of dirt, he's going to cut the chute and like nosedive down into the ground and start burrowing and go and start digging into Hmm. the ground.
0: That's cool. Uh, so Savage, you arrive having, you witness all of this basically. And then, you know, a couple seconds later you arrive, none of them have spotted you just because your, your ranger ring is so good. Uh, so how do you break the silence?
5: Hopefully the silence is broken with a little, he's going to take out of his mouth what he's puffing on, toss it in front of him and step on it and just say, you guys know how to make one hell of an entrance. And you know what that means? It means it's story time <laughs> at the Wing badger tavern and we will be
0: right back. Zynir, Gondolus, Kotix, Awara. Long ago, the four ancients created a world in harmony. Then, everything changed when the chat emped magic. Only Kelnor, master of good vibes, could stop them. But when the world needed him most, he vanished. Two years have passed, and four adventurers have discovered a conspiracy. A company selling magic. And although their role play is great, they have a lot of XP to earn before they're ready to save anyone. But
2: I believe they can save the world.
0: Welcome back to the Wing Badger Tavern, where friends tell stories. I'm joined by some of my friends. Introduce yourself, friends.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm one of Josh's friends. <laughs> uh, I'm Jake, and I play Alan Woodreer, the Azamar. Barbarian artificer um, that just tried to do his best, cool, awesome military style landing. Popcorn Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the order
2: has changed, I see. Um, I am Trevor. I play Soft Dog the revived orc cleric. I am also happy to say that I am one of Josh's friends.
3: Hello, I'm Cleo. I wasn't sure when I should jump in and I obviously waited too long. But now I'm here playing Fox, the rogue bard changeling. And he tried his best to look just as cool as a person who landed just in front of him. And he hopes he looked better. In a
5: tutu. That a is
4: tutu. an
0: important point.
4: <laughs> hey, I'm Wash. I play uh, Jevodiah Peppermint, the gun folk. Mole wizard who fires spit and spits fire. And apparently, today's turn order is a Tetris piece. So I'm really excited about that.
0: Hello, Hi. and I am Will the Wisp. Whoa. And whatever you're saying didn't matter to me, apparently. I'm Will the Wisp, and I play Clara Albuquerque, the fairy dragon and personal home chef
5: of the Cugboat. On to you. What's happening guys? And I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's Tsev. my name is t uh, I'm here playing Savage Tempest, I'm a Wood Elf Ranger. Uh, finally happy to be back and hanging out with the guys. Hopefully uh, one of them doesn't try to kill me this time around, so.
3: Yeah, uh, come on, it was like <laughs> one <accepted>.
0: time. <laughs> we we're thrilled Thanks to have God. you t And I'm Josh, the Wing Badger Game Master. I play everybody else. And without further ado, on that note, Let's get into tonight's Dungeons and Dragons adventure. Wow. Which means we need to take a look at the Kavarite Mountains, the southern Kavarite Mountains, where you've all just... <laughs> that's funny. It replaced Tsev with a second wash. Hang on, Tsev, <laughs> you're gone. Tsev, that was a nice guest moment from Tsev. Glad we could have him join us.
1: Bye. Okay. <laughs> there we go.
0: There's Tsev. Okay, the five of you are standing in the early morning like grayish dawn light you are at the base of the southern calverite Mountains, so the mountain kind of climbs up ahead of you um you are on the eastern side of the calverite mountains so stainless would be to your west and then very far to your east would be uh Gaim. and um that is how things stand. So, yeah, uh, t told or Savage told you that you know how to make an entrance. And then uh, I guess you all paused for a beat. And now
3: here we are.
1: <laughs> it is extremely good to see you, uh, Savage. Um, Did I ever
3: apologize for the whole incident? I think I
5: think we're past that now. Okay, just. That wasn't true. Yes, I'll I think officially follow up there
4: with you. I think there's somebody up there with you guys. <laughs> Be careful. Uh, yes.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, is that is that the little guy? We were meeting Savage here, remember? That's... Yes, that that is that is. Uh, Jeb, uh, Jeb, the Re- footsteps are really light. It's probably
4: somebody very sneaky.
1: Yes, beyond yes, your guard. Jeb. Jeb, Alan will like uh, just put I his walk. mouth down to down, down to the dirt. Jeb it's Savage we were meeting Savage here remember Oh
4: yeah just I mean, just Footprints sound The same down here so just curious I'm going to scout on ahead A little bit
1: Well um okay. you, you really uh, did not want to talk To Savage that badly
3: <laughs> <All right. laughs> Seems you've kept yourself uh,
5: Proactive And busy since the last time We've seen you Absolutely. Been out here in Aspish doing some work, if you know what I mean.
1: I might yeah, have explained uh, that to you last time. Well, we we did um, hear that we, they've been encountering some extremely dangerous, large creatures here. I would assume you would have some encounters with them as well. What, what are they like? We recently, there was a village, I believe it was called Featherbrook. Uh, it was attacked by one of
5: these. I helped the village out a little bit. We ended up taking down the creature, but... It was a it was a short-lived victory after we found out this was happening all over, and mm. we you know of course we couldn't help everybody, so we had to stay and defend this town. But the
0: small village of Featherbrook is actually just slightly down uh, the mountainside from where you are. Um, you landed in the tree line, so you're still pretty low relative to the mountains, but on the ground, you know, like on at at normal sea level or whatever, at the base of the mountains is the town of Featherbrook. And so, you know, Savage can kind of point out there and you can see, you know, there's a smashed church tower and the, the mm. walls of the town have been, you know, burnt to a crisp and all that. There's It's mostly rubble, but you can see the people have been rebuilding um, the mm. the residents. There's a, a sign that those of you who are most perceptive and, and have kind of the sharper eagle eyes can read uh, that's been handmade on like banner paper or whatever and rolled across one of the the burnt Town walls that just says um Featherbrook Thanks Thick Brick. Uh is is just like kind of hand painted on the sign.
3: Um, <laughs> um Wow, that's that's all right. Uh well I I mean I guess try to catch you up. Uh I mean obviously you already know what we're trying to do ish and but I maybe. Mean, we've Gone all over the world since the last time we've seen each other. And uh, by the way, I
5: no longer just have a peg leg. Look I at was this. just about to notice there was a little bit of extra gleam coming from there.
3: Yeah, look at this. Fox pulls up his pant leg like. Oh. Oh my
2: God,
3: um, my God, Savage
5: they're... is gonna inch closer and like touch it a little bit, like kind of rub it to check its sharpness. Oh yeah, no, it's super that
0: sharp. Fox hardly ever uses out. it. It's like brand new, basically. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that blade also, shoots out, and it's 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 great. <laughs> For combat and it makes me. I've had to learn more of a martial fighting style than the
5: sword fighting I was used to. But interesting. Maybe I'll get lucky to see that on the actual enemy and not on myself. Oh, <laughs> I, I said I apologized. Okay. I told you I'm over it. I'm over it.
1: <laughs> um, also, uh, just to give an example, I guess of how much time has passed since we met you and and then departed. Uh, we we passed way we, or we parted ways, Savage. Uh, Zothkug died and then was resurrected. So, oh, I mean, I I die inside every day. Is that is that <laughs> what you mean? Uh, no, I mean in a quite literal sense. Oh, um, but yeah, we had a yeah, funeral man. and everything.
5: I missed it. Savage is just gonna look Zoth up and down, and just kind of hit him on the shoulder. Well, you still look good to me. Thank you. Yes, he's remarkably great, actually. He's gonna uh, sit back, just kind of yeah, dumbfounded, man. like. Okay, that just happened.
3: Only takes a deal with a devil, evidently. Wasn't the devil.
5: I said
1: a devil. That's a story I'm going to need to hear around the campfire. I think, uh, I think we'll have plenty of a chance to do that, but um, I would assume if we're heading up the mountains, that first stop would be through Featherbrook and then Absolutely. onward from there. If
5: you need to grab anything, there's not much here, uh, as you can see, but I'm sure mm-hmm. I've,
1: I've, made, I've made friends with the people here. That's good. How many days would you estimate after Featherbrook it will take to to get to um Cavour's lair?
0: See if they can if they can match your pace, you're pretty sure you can get up there in about two days.
5: Yeah, I actually because I leveled up, um, I also now have an advantage going through mountains. So that means mm. people anyone who's traveling with me up to ten people has that same advantage. Nice. I'm pretty sure that's what I read Sweet.
2: right. Sweet.
0: I, your players are in charge of, of managing their characters features so I'll just take your word for it that's cool <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> that they get
1: that <laughs> that is a ranger feature um, well uh, in that case uh, we may as well well I guess Jeb was scouting ahead and we may want to wait for Jeb to Yeah, let's check in with Jeb then... for a
0: second so Jeb just uh, dis- describe what you want to do you said scouting ahead but help me understand what what that means how far ahead and what kind of scouting oh.
4: So, partially, this is a little selfish, Jeb has been up in the stratosphere and is about as far away from the Earth as you can be for a very long time. Mm. And then has been in an airship for a very long... So, it's like terra firma is is quite comforting to him. So, he's enjoying the humidity and the smell and it it just feels good to have some dirt on his fur.
0: So, he's like, um, I'm gonna scout ahead, but really, he's just down there, like, kissing the ground. Like, I made it back! <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Natural habitat. Um,
4: so he, he he does go a little bit ahead. I I think it's going to be towards town. um
0: Towards Featherbrook is.
4: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just uh, you know, not 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 too not too long. Maybe ten minutes out, ten minutes back. You know, enough for them to to talk and maybe even start walking. Like he knows that this is the destination. He's just gonna. Bop out ahead a little bit and see what he can hear, and might poke his nose up, up through a bush every once in a while.
0: Sure, uh, Featherbrook is um, much as we left it in the one-shot where we explored the town of Featherbrook. It's a town of mostly pleasant people. There's not much of a militia, or everybody is the militia in the sense that, like the actual town militia, were all killed in their encounter with the horror. And so everyone just kind of banded together, but it has really created like a sense of unity in the town. Like, you know, even their disreputable thugs are, are, you know, now contributing members of the of the village society. Um, There's a guy named Jeremy who like everybody is very respectful and, you know, shakes his hand and whatever. When he comes by, they all seem to kind of trust him now. Um, He's actually opened up. Uh, a bar like you know in place of the tavern that was kind of uh burnt down he's he hasn't put up a tavern he's built just the bar section so it's like (laughs) outdoor open air he's just built a bar and then pulled whatever could be saved from the cellar out and is like this is the bar open bar for everyone yeah and he he literally like he's not charging people he's just like you're all helping in the rebuilding i'll get everybody drinks you know and keeping everybody hydrated (laughs) and um other than that, like you know, it's a it's a town in in disrepair, so there's not a lot of supplies or anything there. But the people are nice enough. Um, Jeb, you regroup with the rest of your companions as you all stroll down the the mountainside into Featherbrook. On the other end of it, you know, like the northern. Basically, you're you're going north, so you're going to go north through Featherbrook, and then the path will take you back up into the mountains, like towards Stainless, um, as as Savage is leading. So, is if there's anything specific you want to do there, you can. Um, otherwise, we can just pass on through.
3: Um, Fox, uh, I figure we might be. Are we going to spend some time, like at a single night, in? Or because we got dropped in at dawn, so I'm assuming we're not going to spend like a day here. Right, it's like no, morning
0: right now. Through. Yeah, like early like, morning, yeah, what,
5: like thirty minutes maybe.
0: Just barely after um, sunset or sunrise.
5: I might uh, stop by the bar, um,
3: just to see how people are doing, see if I can't hear any gossip of, you know, anything, nothing we probably haven't already heard. Um, but also just trying to see like how, what people think of the four guys, you know, Mm. and in the situation with that,
0: Mm. um, you, you come across, uh, three types of person as it relates to four guys, ventures and vibes. Uh, there are people who've never heard of four guys, ventures and vibes because it's a pretty small town. There are people who on the newfangled televibes, they've heard about how bad four guys, ventures and vibes is, uh, and they don't want nothing to do with that. You know, that kind of nonsense. And then there are some people who got these cool pamphlets that got dropped to them that have this really interesting story or, you know, that just like fluttered down from the sky one day. And it talks about this cool story where Four Guys Ventures and Vibes was actually founded to help resource people who were trying to bring magic back to the world. And that could be cool. Um, And they those people are the most interesting to talk to, because in addition... To like that opinion, where they've just read your pamphlet, you get a couple of them talking to you where they're like, "Yeah, it'd be really cool if Four Guys Ventures and Vibes kind of linked up with some of the new prophets, you know, because they're also trying to bring magic back to the world, and so they could maybe work together. They could be like a cool team, you know what I'm saying? It'd be be pretty cool if they all got together."
3: Mm. Um, these new prophets, Uh, obviously in disguise. Uh,
1: We. What
3: are you talking about, new prophets?
0: Well, they tell people not to call them prophets, but I always say a prophet's a prophet, and that's why I went into business. But what I'm trying to say is <laughs> that uh, they they've been setting up, you know, their little what do you call it? Their shrines. Over the the old religious sites from the gods who abandoned our world, and they're like, we're not the gods. Don't think of us as gods, but like we could maybe bring magic back, and we're trying to make a difference. And you know, some of the stuff they do seems pretty magical, seems pretty cool. So I don't know. It just seems like there's a lot of overlap, you know, between the two, between the two little. Do they have a pamphlet? (laughs) No, they don't. They don't have a pamphlet. I don't
3: know. I try to, try to read up, and they don't got a pamphlet. That means they don't really care to tell me about themselves. Now do that. They? Well,
0: they're on the Televibes sometime. I'd show you, but all of our Televibes were destroyed in the attack.
3: I don't know about all that. Can't trust what, uh, what Televibes tell you. Why Who not? Who knows who's controlling that? You Why know not?
0: It's It's just a real person on the other end. If it happens on the Uh, televibe, it's got to be real.
3: If I told you the sky was purple just because I'm real, do you think that's true?
0: No, but you're like kind of old and crotchety. The the people on the (laughs) the televibe are very nice. Mr. Sav is is very well-dressed and seems very knowledgeable and respectable.
3: I'm just saying, you got to keep your faculties about you and... And maybe think why they're telling you the things they are and work from there. And maybe that they might have motives to tell you the things they tell you. I'm just, you know, I'm out there, you know. What do I know? I just cut wood, wood, cut chuck wood,
2: you know.
0: You're very strange, sir. I'm going to go back to helping rebuild my village now.
1: (laughs) Uh, Fair enough. That's a great disguise that Fox created. No one would think that that's Fox. And a,
4: and a terrible stereotype that you just now created that the old people are resistant to the technology. I'm,
0: I'm just, every time anyone says anything that I don't agree with, I'm going to be like, they got a pamphlet.
5: <laughs> that needs to be a sound word. do a
0: pamphlet. <laughs> that does need to be a soundboard. Good flag. There's three of them in this uh, in this game. We're out of soundboard slots in our Discord chat. Join uh, our Discord and boost it so we can put more <laughs> Cleo quotes on <in> our soundboard. <laughs> yes, please.
3: <laughs> oh.
0: Okay, so <laughs> you have but that yeah, conversation.
3: Um, I guess Fox then uh, probably takes a moment to like change where he is and then reappear as Fox, and uh, you know. Goes ahead and tries to entertain the few people who are taking a break. Sure. Just to try to spread the good vibes. Cool. Uh, and plays on the sax a bit. Like, <laughs> 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 you know, just cool. trying to give them a little, little something to feel good about it. And
0: they're all vibing. Uh, they're yeah. doing that Winnie the Pooh gif that everyone posts whenever they hear a vibe where they just like do the one step from the side <laughs> to side. Nice one-hop this time
3: uh, (laughs) i I hand them each a ball bearing
0: (laughs) (laughs) they suddenly feel patronized
3: (laughs) tell them that these are special and and uh and blessed and they should cherish them uh for if they hold on to them for a very long time who knows they might reach the value of a dollar (laughs) what and that they should just never sell them and wait until they're worth a lot. Alan
1: starts like pulling Fox by the arm. Like, <laughs> uh, we need to keep going, Fox. I'm not sure what you're doing here.
3: It's non non-fungible bearings. <laughs>
1: Alan continues to pull.
3: <laughs> NFTs.
2: <laughs>
1: Uh, this, this is a, I told you that this concept just doesn't work. It, it doesn't make any sense. There's no actual value as Alan continues to fall. <laughs>
3: I'm telling you! I, the one guy told me it was a great idea and I believed him.
1: At least the wingle digits have some sort of practical use.
2: <laughs> yeah. What does yeah, it mean for something
0: people. not to be fudgeable?
3: It <laughs> means you can't fudge it. Have you tried fudge it?
1: <laughs> can't fudge it. It's <laughs> worth exactly what it is. You can't fudge the number. <laughs> <of this one. laughs>
0: Savage, what, what are you what's going through Savage's mind? Savage's already taking
5: a seat and grabbed a drink <laughs> and it's just letting it happen.
2: Fox man, I don't I don't get it. Like how are they gonna increase in value? Alright, hear me out, okay?
3: There are so many of these ball bearings in the world, right? But only so many. And so naturally, people are going to want the ball bearings. And so people <laughs> will sell them for a higher value to get their hands on the ball bearings.
1: But there's on making. a marketplace called the ball chain. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but, but people are making ball bearings all the
0: time. How is this what we're doing? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Campaign
2: to no, no, everybody. Understand. Wiggle
3: digits are out. <laughs> NFBs are in. I, I I scratched a little letter on each ball bearing, so each one is
1: unique, and you can't replicate that. Wait, so you're the? I was like, so you're? That's what you've been spending your free time doing? Is that what you did? Fox you for a month just,
0: in the pillar of the eternal month? vigil.
1: Something <laughs> to do for a
3: month. It
5: was all those apple cats.
1: That's I'm why telling all you. Of my ball bearings have a little letter
3: on them now. I found I found a little book right before we left, and it told me about all this economics and the future of it. And i and I'm telling you,
2: uh,
0: th-
3: this is it.
0: I don't have music appropriate for this conversation.
2: <laughs> Foxman, I think you should leave the economics to the chief financial officer. I, hey, I'm just saying. People
3: are gonna to want to start buying these ball bearings, and I am the supplier of said ball
1: bearings. I don't think they will. <laughs> Plus, you're giving them out for free right now. Well, Anyways. yeah. It's,
3: it's, it's I have to give a few out for cheap, and then people realize their value, and then if they we're want done, more. If we're
1: done giving a
2: few, they're gonna out have for to cheap? come I up to, to you like, and puzzles to get them.
3: Okay. Okay. Well, at least I'm gonna grab a drink, and then I'll I'll be on my way.
4: Jeb, is it caught in a thousand yard stare thinking way back to a briefcase in a, in a
3: previous
4: time? I
3: rolled
0: an intelligence check for the town, but they got a natural 20, so it doesn't catch on.
1: Darn. <laughs> if Boom. they rolled lower, there was a higher chance that NFBs were going to Yeah, there was a chance that they were going to be sound. like, wow, these if seem only, really
3: valuable.
1: I'll just
0: hit
3: up the next town. It's fine. Yeah. you had a pamphlet <laughs> explain it. That's a what's pamphlet. missing. Jeb, you're right. <laughs> And as Fox (laughs) finishes the last bit of his drink, he sets it down, pulls out a piece of charcoal and some parchment and begins creating his first NFB pamphlet. On the way, of course, he's uh, walking.
4: Nice. I want a pony. Zoth, you want to help me go find a pony? Sure, man.
1: Oh, like for traveling? No, as a pet. Yeah, of course, we're traveling.
2: <laughs> what? You can't have a pet pony?
1: Well, oh, I guess your shorter legs, that does make some sense. We've been yeah. flying a lot. Well, mm-hmm. OK. I'll help you out, Chip. Sweet. Are well, you guys trying to something. find one or going to buy one? Yeah. Oh, hey, look, there's one over there
4: that isn't being used. Maybe I could buy that. What do you think?
2: yeah man go for it sweet Excuse i'll me, tell sir. you
3: this pony and how much <laughs> would you like for and how much are you willing to trade?
4: do you have a do you that info pamphlet on the the pedigree of this pony. I, I,
3: yeah. In fact, I I do. I've been waiting for this moment. I, here here you go. As you can see, uh, the, this this pony here has been bred by the finest ponies. Look look at its hair. It glistens with the light, and you can tell because i brushed it. I keep it up. I maintain it every day. Now, of course, oh, You uh,
4: maintain the, the, it. I got it. Nice, yeah, nice. Yeah,
3: no, it, it won't stay that way unless you take care of it. You know, that's that's purely you know. Once I sell it to you, on you. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I, this pony could lift up to uh, a uh, hundred pounds and without with ease. Uh, I've I never tested more than that, to be fair. Is it already I,
2: shooed? Can I use uh, um, I, can, then... I can, I
3: can shoe it real quick. Uh, it would take about uh, 30 minutes.
4: Is it house trained?
3: <laughs> uh, I. <laughs> It's trained to avoid going into houses. <laughs> <Okay>.
2: <laughs> Can I uh, uh, use animal, animal handling to determine the quality of said pony? You may. <laughs> I got a 19. That crits in my presence.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a great pony. <laughs> it's been bred by the finest ponies. It can lift and haul a hundred pounds. It's, it's been oh trained gosh. not to go into houses.
1: It's even, even documented. It. In
0: in like thirty minutes, it could be shooed.
2: Would I be able to ascertain a fair price for said pony?
0: Whatever Cleo asks for, it is a fair price.
3: Now I've been hearing <laughs> about them bees, <laughs> and I've already been worried about them wingles So I won't take nothing but gold. Gold <laughs> outlasts all of this. You'll see. So if you, if you got, I know, I know gold's a lot more valuable these days in the sense that nobody really carries it on them. So if you got ten pieces, hmm. I'll I'll sell you the pony, or or you can negotiate if you want. <laughs>
4: I appreciate the encouragement. I don't have any gold on me. Could I trade you some Wingle digits for some gold so I can pay you in gold?
3: Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. How much gold do you need?
4: Yeah, about about ten gold. About ten gold. Ten
3: <laughs> gold. Uh, yeah. yeah, here's
4: here's ten Wingle digits. Yeah.
3: Uh, here you go. Good thing I nice. I, I sell and uh, collect gold these days. You wouldn't have had it anyway.
4: Nice. Here you go. Yeah, yeah, was, now, pretty great. Then Jeb spins around. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your ten gold. Oh, wow. yeah, uh,
3: You're you you to secure that pretty quickly. Oh. Well, here
0: yeah, i pretty, find, on, the, find pretty a pony on the spot. Here. I rolled what's an uh, intelligence check on name? behalf of the town. The intelligence check was an A19 <laughs> which crits in Shep's presence. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: what's the uh, uh, what's
4: good. the pony's name?
3: Ah, oh, the pony. I didn't, didn't, his name is Ruffle Stump. <laughs> Ruffle Not Stump. Ruffle Stump. Ruffle Stump. Yeah, you got to really got to trail off at the end a little bit. Ruffle. Stump. Ruffle Stump. No, Ruffle Stump.
4: <laughs> oh, Ruffle Stump.
3: <laughs> it's soft. It, yeah, it's just soft. It, uh, Ruffle Stump.
4: <laughs> Ruffle Stump. I feel like you're dropping No, no, you're pronouncing it. End. You're pronouncing it you too hard.
3: It. It's it's, it's a soft strip. It's Ruffle Stump. A, it's a there you go that's close enough you don't worry she'll she'll find it out all right anyway First, uh okay if you give me 30 minutes i'll go ahead and show her up for you
4: very good very good thank you yeah appreciate that that was well worth it I this off. it was amazing this is like
2: this is a great who would have thought. i was just
4: like i could use a pony to keep my feet off the ground you know and wow That's probably the quickest we've ever shopped for anything ever.
2: Yeah, man. I've all, like, reactivated
0: my bronchitis. I'm laughing so hard.
2: (laughs) Yeah, man. I like this town. The vibes here are great. I think we should move uh, our base and headquarters here. Mm. Maybe, maybe. Ruffles, Ruffles. Maybe, Maybe maybe Ruffles for short.
4: Yeah, yeah, because he's a short
3: pony. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Yep. I'm glad I <laughs> uh fill in for you there, DM. Uh, <laughs> that was great.
0: Savage, you finish your drink. <laughs> and somehow Jeb has acquired a pony.
1: I just trot up. <laughs> Oh, you trot, hey, not everybody.
0: the pony. Yeah, I do. The going to be like. The pony's only like 100 pounds, minutes.
5: so he's still sitting at it, like, what, under our eye level still? This
0: is what it's going to be like. The pony takes one step for every eight trots that Chuck does. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh,
2: hey, Savage, um, is this... Uh, <laughs> trail we're going on is it pony friendly
0: (coughs) not even a little bit
4: (laughs) if you say no i'm gonna shoot you Uh, (laughs) this thing cost me
5: 10 gold you kidding me all i'll say is there's a nice stable here that'll keep the horse safe for a little bit (laughs) you might have to come back for it
3: I mean, how how tight of a pass is a pony? It can, it oh, you're done, all oh, You're done of,
4: with it. Awesome. Hey, that's ruffle hey, stump. <laughs> hey, thank you.
3: I'm not sure that. how right sneaky right
4: this pony will be. That's a very so you nice. We can trust this pony to be well, quiet. No, don't
3: worry. <laughs> now, ruffle stump. He bends down and, uh, now ruffle stump. Say, he's fine folk here. dude masters and they want you to be quiet. So you, you got to go. Right, rough stuff. Yep. Yeah, nobody I'm very I'm gonna...
4: quietly going to say.
3: Yeah. Uh, I got to go. Uh... Uh... Jimmy, where am I? <laughs> Who are you people?
4: I think I need to leave. I'm not sure this guy even owned this horse.
3: So this nice pony you have there. Do you have a password yeah. for that?
4: I, I do it's documented
3: <laughs> oh wow this is impressive bred by the gotta, finest ponies i gotta go tell my wife it's the like pony noon I saw by this point <laughs> i'm
5: just staring off into an audience that doesn't exist all right uh,
1: now that we have uh secured a pony that may be extremely practical in the future. Um Tisa, hang Sauvage, on, T-Sav,
0: put Savage in the confessional chair from, like, the office or whatever. What is he saying to the camera right now as
5: <laughs> this is going on in the background? <laughs> like, just, like, at first I was really, really excited. My adrenaline was rushing when they came in, but... What's going on and what's been happening in the last 30 minutes? I'm starting to think differently about this situation. <laughs> I might try to find them a new lead. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, uh,
0: Savage, are you going to try
5: Svaj and get is, him moving? Savage de- is definitely going to at least like try and convince him that the horse oh, yeah, is probably not the best idea to bring along. Just for just do stealthy it. Just try and convince him. Yeah.
4: Oh, man, Ruffle <laughs> Stump! I am loving you so much. You are a
5: beautiful pony. Yeah. I, <laughs> I hate to break up this party, but that horse is so going to give us away. We have to pass through or pass around Stainless, which is heavily guarded because they're under a bunch of stressful pressure. They have apparently things and monsters going through their sewers. Plus, with all of the drama that I, uh, I think you guys have caused... Um, their city is in a little bit of unrest at the moment, so they're high security. There is also another building that is in the center of the mountains with random security. I have yet to find out with all the passages I've made what this building is. Um, but I am 99.9% sure this pony will get us caught.
3: (laughs) But he's so ruffle-stumpy.
5: He's so
4: small. I promise I'll keep him out of the way.
5: No, no. Can can the, can the pony roll to convince me? Yes.
0: <laughs> I'll roll on behalf yeah, of yeah, the Jeb pony. Tells him. <clears throat> the pony rolled a natural one.
2: No. Chronal shift. Chronal
0: shift. Chronal shift. <laughs> the pony's <laughs> rolling again. Okay, wait. I have to look up the stat block for a pony. <laughs> Oh, I don't. It's why am I rolling my in, own dice? Let me roll this roll. on screen. Hang on. Here. Here's the roll for the pony. And then I'll I'll add the stat block for a pony.
3: That 20, that 20,
0: That's that a 10 20. on the die. Minus 4.
3: <laughs> it's a 6.
0: Wait, what's the horse rolling again?
2: I convinced Savage that it can be quiet.
3: Okay, so that's persuasion. That's hush, a charisma. That's
0: hush. only a minus two. That's an eight on the die. Savage insight check.
3: Alright, alright. Hear me out. Whoa. Hear me out. Whoa, ruffle. Cheb <laughs> could use his rod. <laughs> okay, so
2: do you do you want to finish that, Fox? <clears throat> Sorry, that was Cleo dumb. talking.
3: Yeah.
5: Uh you're good. You're a good
4: <clears throat> horse. You're a good pony. Good pony. <clears throat>
5: Well, uh, I rolled
0: an 18. Savage, <laughs> you are confident that <laughs> no matter this pony's intentions, uh, it has freshly shoed feet and it's going through a, mount, a rocky mountain area.
5: It's it is good. not going to be able plop, to keep itself quiet. I
1: mean, j-
5: just look at his brand new shoes. They're they're very fresh, might I say, but <laughs> that freshness does not <laughs> help with stealth.
1: You're breaking Jeb. my heart here, man. I'm sorry, Jeb. I should have said something sooner. I thought it might not be a great idea, but you and you and uh, Zoth just kind of went off and and did it. Um, <laughs> I think I think this, will, honey, this pony will be a great thing to look forward to after we succeed. our of it as a reward when you get back, or yes. when you get when you get to where you're. You to Stay alive, if only for Ruffleshump. <laughs>
4: Um I'm gonna find here. the old man. Yeah. Hey, um you in the market for a pony? <laughs> it's, docu- it's documented.
3: <laughs> documented ponies? Oh
4: I, well, I have to see it ponies. first.
3: Let me see um, that I have- yeah,
4: <laughs> right here. His nice name is shoot, man.
3: <laughs> well, it says here at the back of the pamphlet you can get it shoot in thirty minutes. Did, did you already do that?
4: Yeah. Yeah, prof- had it professionally done. <coughs> oh, and oh, I, tell I, what, I tell you what, I tell you what, this pony, typically worth ten gold pieces, I'll let you have it for ten wingle digits. <laughs> Are
3: you kidding me?
4: No, I'm not kidding. <laughs>
3: Sorry, you surprised me by my by, by latent lung infection from when I used to work in the mines back when I was mm. 20 years mm. old. I was Sounds dating- like you could use
4: a pony to, to uh, no. you know, oh. ride around on so you don't exacerbate that so much.
3: Oh, you're right. Sorry, I don't want to bore you with my life story of... Dating the love of my life that I grew up
2: with. Mm-hmm, Back when mm-hmm. I
3: was probably just a young lad is gonna like going to order yourself. a second drink.
4: <laughs> so, that, uh, so, yeah, only 10 Wingle digits. That's oh, it. Yeah. That's it. And you know
3: what? I I to, I have never really collect Wingle digits, but I I just yeah, happen to good have for 10 money, on but they're me. Good
4: for, yeah, I, I just like to collect them. You know, yeah, here you go. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, here here's you a, go. Here's the pamphlet, yep, and uh, thank you. Oh appreciate it have oh, a right. uh, have a great
3: thank you what, what's his name i
4: hope you're ruffle stump
3: <laughs> chat's R- like ruffle i hear ruffle ponies stump? lose like
0: 40% what, what of their feels... value as soon as they walk off the <laughs> lot
3: <laughs> I, I, right, uh, right. R- ruffle stump come with yeah, me yep yeah,
2: there you go <laughs> well
0: we often
3: Jeff, when we are
0: like... <laughs> when we are mocking ourselves or being self-deprecating, we often talk about that time oh that we spent 35 minutes making a plan that wasn't relevant to the session, and then, <laughs> then the bumper played, and then the whole session was different than the plan you made. We just spent 41 minutes <laughs> not buying a <laughs> pony. <laughs> so we burned like 2,000 calories laughing. <laughs> That's, That's true. true. I just wanted you to know, 41 minutes <laughs> And New what we record. have done is not buy a pony.
1: We're <laughs> doing everything in our power to, um, even though plane tickets have been bought, to delay. This is the, <laughs> the
0: <laughs> most This is the most D&D session that has ever been played.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think and Savage is just going to buy like, a <laughs> pony. <coughs> you and sold we, it. you yep. did. We bought and sold a pony in record That's time, the
5: fastest <laughs> double transaction ever. <laughs> hmm
1: all right, uh, all right, uh, guys. Let's. We need to. We need to start going. Yeah, Savage is gonna chug the drink
5: and throw some money towards the bartender. Yeah, man, we'll,
2: we'll come back for a roof. We'll you
0: sure. hear a sound. It's getting louder. It's getting closer.
3: I get inside it. like a building. It. There I don't aren't trust that. very I like many it. buildings. I get under a roof. Roll stealth. <laughs> <I gotta> get <laughs> under, under something.
1: We gotta get under something. I dive underground.
2: Zoth, I rolled a, uh, 18. Uh, Zoth will just dive wherever
0: Fox goes. <laughs> <on> Fox, Fox <laughs> roll with disadvantage. Never mind. <laughs> Alan got
2: three I rolled a
1: 18. 18. Okay.
0: Yes. Uh, Alan got a three Jeb's underground. Don't roll. Uh, Savage roll stealth. Oh, 24. Okay. Uh, Fox, 34. you dive underneath of something, Gosh. and then you just hear Zoth kind of like stumble into it, and you are quick enough that you can like push the debris or whatever you're hiding under to make space for him. Uh, Savage, um, how do you hide? what's your What's your play? <laughs> you're in kind of a burnt out town.
5: Uh, we were sitting in somewhat of a somewhat of a bar. Yeah, right? it was like
0: an open bar. Oh, open bar! <laughs> just a bar sitting in, on the
5: ground. Oh, no, at that point, I'm just going to I just kind of dipped behind the counter really quick with the bartender. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, Jeb
0: dove underground. Alan, uh, why didn't it work?
1: Um, Alan uh, just is too big. Like he like tried Mm. to like hide behind maybe just like a table that was out in the open, like a table and chairs. And he's just like he's 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 too large, like his limbs were like sticking out and like he just couldn't get under there in time. (laughs) All
0: right, Alan, uh, because of the scene you have described to me, uh, I'm actually going to roll at disadvantage the perception check to spot you because you might just look like someone who died in the town when it burnt down. Uh. I kid you not, two on the die.
3: Nice. I thought you were gonna be like another nat twenty.
0: <laughs> no, two on the dice, so they don't they don't discover you. Um, so the as as you all kind of get into cover, um, Jeb, who can look back out of his hole, uh, Savage, who is just behind the bar and has a view of the sky, and Fox, who can probably kind of peek through the debris that you've shifted since you're like holding it up to make space for Zoth. The three of you see a very small airship fly overhead. It's got the Bright World Company logo emblazoned on the uh, underside of it. It has two large skids that uh, are kind of protrude, protruding downwards from it that it might use to land. And it has this big, like, it's it's almost like a single wing that is spinning above the uh, the area where the, the pilot is sitting. Um, and it's, it's zooming across. Swash, you have a hand up. Yes.
4: Does it seem to be within 100 feet of us?
0: No. Uh, it is it is up pretty high, um, it is like closer to. It's not as high as the clouds or like where the Cogboat would be flying, but it's probably at least you know half a mile off the ground. Okay. Okay. So this thing flies by, um, and as it as it's flying by, uh, Fox and Savage, your keen, uh, roguish, and ranger eyes spot that there is a crew of four in a craft of this size and that three of them are armed and like positioned at the windows. Only one of them is necessary to fly it. Um, And then it kind of flies off into the distance. Nobody else in the town reacts. It seems pretty normal to them. Uh, Even Ruffleshump is not bothered by the sound of the the
3: airship flying by.
1: His feathers are not ruffled. What do you see?
3: (laughs) I need to get me one of those. Uh, it looks to be yes. some sort of flying contraption with a
4: like the Kugma. Oh, we're going to get one. <laughs> we're going to get
2: one. Oh,
5: yeah. Hell yeah, Jeb. There's
3: yeah, been a, a lot, lot of, of activity
5: by. with these all over this area. I constantly see them in and out. I try to do my best to stay stealthy when they fly over. They they've been getting closer and closer to the ground. It seems it's almost like they're looking for something.
3: All right.
2: Well, let's Either us or you.
1: Maybe we should get a move on.
2: Either, Either way, like
1: a big table creak as Alan <laughs> like, like gets out from underneath it. Uh, I <laughs> hope that they did not see me. I will admit that that was not my best attempt at hiding. Well, uh, they didn't turn around, so
5: that, that is away. Away. Oh. <clears throat> Grab any last minute yeah. water or
1: anything you need, and let's get on. Alan, do
3: you think you could make that one of these days?
1: Uh, I didn't get a chance to see it because I was too busy hiding very poorly. Oh Shame. Um, but I would love to get a chance to get a closer look at one, and I'm sure we will. Well, all right. uh, Savage, after you.
5: All right, then, gents. On our way. And Savage is going to lead them uh, up the hill, going north into the mountains. Okay.
0: Uh, You leave the town of Featherbrook and its friendly locals behind, and you begin climbing into the mountains. Uh, The... First part of this climb is not so bad. Your altitude's pretty low. It's fall, but it's not like, you know, it's not winter cold. Um, And the tree line, which is still mostly alive from the year because it's not fully into winter yet, is plenty able to shield you from the, you know, the whipping wind and and whatnot without being so overbearing that you are just lost in the darkness. And so you pretty much, it's just a climb through the mountains with the occasional like duck out of the way of the wildlife type thing. You know, there is an ecosystem that lives on these mountains. And so every now and then there's, you know, mountain goats and things like that that you just kind of steer around. Savage has probably been using them for food in the past, but at the moment, because you all just jumped off of your airship, you have some supplies. And so it's not necessary to do that. Um, you make it to like into the mountains proper you are in the calverite mountains at this stage in fact let me quick throw the map on screen just to kind of uh show our chat what the world looks like here so if you look at this map this uh, mountain range in the center that says rust free on it this is the mountain range that they're climbing through and each hex on this map represents 30 miles So they're trying to get to the northern edge of these mountains from the southern edge. They've just left the green foothills here. So there's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's like eight or nine hexes uh, for them to travel. So that's like 270 miles um, on the long end uh, that they need to cross, which is a really long time. Luckily, they have an experienced ranger who knows the terrain, who's going to help them navigate. But that's kind of what's going on. However, this city, uh, formerly known as Rust Free, now called Stainless, is the first obstacle in your path. And so as uh, your, your morning kind of delayed you a bit, your time spent in uh, the town of Featherbrook. And so as the sun is already at high noon, uh, you begin making your way towards uh, the city of Stainless and you begin to hear the distant sounds of industry as you know the city is, is kind of bustling. Stainless, as we know, is kind of a technological hub Uh, somewhat of a a futuristic city. They're very forward-thinking. They're very innovative. Um, In fact, there is a whole section of that city that is basically dedicated to like R&D. You know, they have a number of tech-type companies, uh, artificing guilds and things like that. And you can hear kind of the distant sounds of construction, and there's a monorail that uh, helps connect the different parts of the city, so you can hear that kind of whooshing along Uh, the rails, the kind of that high pitched squeal that, you know, all metros kind of come with is riding over the wind towards you Um, from your position in the mountains. You have a great view of the sky above stainless. Um, For one thing, the skyline of stainless no longer includes the massive summit tower Uh, in the place of that tower. There is a memorial type thing that has been built It is a large pool or lake um, that has been constructed with some walking paths around it and things like that. Um, The skies, though, above Stainless are just like, uh, what am I trying to say? Like dotted with airships. Way more than you uh, would have thought feasible. Fox, when you were in Stainless doing your crime capers, there were maybe 20 airships in the city. There are probably 20 airships just over a single district right now. Like the city is just honeycombed above with airships. They are all different sizes and all different purposes. And that's just the ones right over the city. There are a few sparser airships that are flying in groups of three in circles around the borders of the city, kind of on each side. And you can also see a number of fortifications within stainless that have been built uh, aimed, some aimed inwards, uh, like for pacifying riots and things, non-lethal fortifications. So that would be like walls, riot steps, things like that. But then also fortifications that are facing outwards. Previously, um, we know about Cannon Ridge, which is on the Western side of stainless kind of aimed towards the nation of Aspesh. They've essentially extended Cannon Ridge in a U so that it covers stainless from the South, the East and the West, and then they're trusting kind of just the, the dangers of the mountains to prevent them from being attacked from the north. All of this supposedly having been built in the name of helping the city innovate into the future. And, you know, it's this peaceful agreement they've made with the occupying, you know, consultants from the Bright World Company, if you will. Um, and, and that sort of thing. So that's what you can see kind of out there in the distance. Uh, as you kind of gaze down towards Stainless. I'm going to need a stealth check on behalf of the party, which means that all of you are going to roll, and then we're going to take the... We're, we're just going to count it pass-fails, and if more than half of you pass, then the party passes.
4: Hmm. Are we going through town,
5: or are we going around town? Like we're going around. Okay. That's it my... Looks, at least Samaj is plan.
1: It feels like a lifetime since I used to live I used to live in that city.
4: Um, yeah, me, uh, been, uh, me too. Long before. time since. A little bit.
3: Well, I came here to pick you up, I think, Jeb, last time.
5: Yeah. A couple things fell down in that, but. What happened? That would explain the unrest that I hear about. We may have, uh, perhaps
3: in the attempt to bring back Jeb, uh, destroyed the tower.
1: Which is quite an accomplishment. It was quite a fixture in town. Um, I, uh, that's where, this is where I was living right before, um, before I met you guys. Really? Yes. Um, I'm sure if we went back I could find my my quarters somewhere it's where I was you have like an a apartment here yes uh, I, I mean I'm sure it's been <clears throat> rented out to just someone else now I've been gone for so long but anyway I'll, uh, I'm will i gonna it. scout ahead um,
0: how did we do on the stealth checks
1: I got a 5. Alan a- a- got an 18 on the die surprisingly I got a 17 Natural-
0: Natural what, Jeb?
5: Nat
1: 20.
0: All right. Uh, as the airships continue flying and maneuvering, um, Savage knows this land well and the four of you are seasoned adventurers and so between Savage showing you the ideal terrain and you having studied the way that Fox has been hiding himself in situations that required stealth in the past all of you are able to pretty easily conceal yourselves and while you of course don't get confirmation that you're hidden you don't see anything alter the movement patterns of the airship's overhead and so you feel relatively confident that you are undetected or that you've been dismissed. You know, maybe they've seen you, but they've decided you don't matter. Either of those would be acceptable for your, your current circumstance. Um, as you pass by the city of Stainless, and it's slow going. You know, it's probably going to take you until the sun is moving down towards the horizon. Uh, several hours here to kind of weave your way around the city using, you know, little goat trails and things like that up in the the kind of crags of the mountains to keep yourselves masked you do uh, hear what to Owlin at least is uh, some familiar sensations uh, on the wind. You hear kind of random sensory sounds, uh, some boats crashing in the waves. You hear the sounds of children laughing. Uh, you hear the sounds of fire burning. You hear the sounds of hammers on anvils. And some of it fits with the city, but some of it doesn't. Uh, just every now and then kind of drifting will... across
1: the wind. Alan will um, signal for the group to pause and then quietly explain and he's like, I, I, I don't know if Savage, you've come across any creatures like this yet, but um, these sounds, these random sounds that we're hearing, it means a being of chaos energy is near. Just wanted to make everyone aware that oh. it will like, there's a 99.99% chance it will not be friendly and we will have to engage or avoid. I will I'm going to cast Mage Armor on myself
4: and Jeb I just got to
5: with a little shimmery shield. I will say I feel like our best bet is to avoid because any sort of scuffle will give us more of a chance of being seen and or caught. I agree. Fox is going to
3: roll Perception to see if he can't spot anything up ahead that would be the source of the sound. Sure. And he, you know, uh, that 20. Nat 20.
0: Let's go. Go You know, in the presence of Jeb, that's a crit. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Uh, Fox, you don't see anything on the little goat trail that Savage has been leading you down. However, looking back towards the city, um, you are a little bit more attuned to looking for the source of something out of place you've used it in your thieving, you've used it as a bard to try and read an audience, you've used it in your, just all over the different areas of your life. And so as you hear these sounds, unlike the others who hear them kind of reverberating on the wind, where it's like a sound that you almost, it just drifts in and out of your focus, for you, you're almost able to match what you're hearing with your eyesight. And so you begin to start narrowing down where specifically these sounds are coming from. And so as you hear each sound, you get a little bit closer. So at first you're like, oh, I think that's from the direction of the, uh, the technology district or the artificing district. And then you look a little bit closer, and you're like, oh, I think that's from like maybe the, the financial streets. And then you get a little bit closer and you're like, oh, I think it's coming from, from a sewer grate.
3: Well, guys, um, I think I found the source and I think we might be fine, but it's Something to definitely note. Where do you think it's coming from? I think it's coming from underground in the sewer system specifically.
5: Mm -hmm. There were stories I've heard out of stainless. That's what I had mentioned earlier, where they were talking about something going on in their sewers. What's chaos energy, whatever it is. Jeb,
3: you have a hand up.
4: Is there birds? in the air like crows circling around anywhere
0: That's a great question. Why don't you roll why, why don't you roll perception for me? <laughs> and remembering that we're outside and it's daylight, I think that has some effect yeah, on you. It is disadvantage for me.
4: Oh, butternuts. I was a natural 20. And a 13 plus 0, so a 13.
0: With all the airships in the sky, you're pretty confident any birds would have been scared off anyway, but you don't see any birds. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, what you looking for, Jim?
4: Well, I, I thought we... I thought we heard rumors of like there being birds spotted around stainless or something i don't I'm trying to remember d m
1: yeah, the birds might have been these smaller airships that people don't recognize, no. which speaking of which I hear one now, we better make sure that we're not within sightline
4: no it's it's something else d m in my time here at stainless. Um, do I remember anything about what was going on in the sewers and the birds?
0: You can roll to recall, uh, you will be diving back into the trauma of, mm-hmm. of your time here. What do I need to trauma, roll? for? remember? Trauma, I trauma. don't know if I remember off the top of my head, but I have a note of it
4: because I remember the dice changes.
0: Yeah, it changes the more you you roll and, and dive in. Let me see here.
1: Ooh, Jeb has trauma dice now. That's so right. I, trauma, for a bit. Trauma, <laughs>
4: trauma. <laughs> I got trauma because uh,
5: I couldn't bring Ruffle Stump with me. That's right. That's All
3: the ahead. real trauma.
5: trauma train. Rip Ruffle hey, that's because Ruffle Stump rolled bad.
3: <laughs> wow, how dare you blame Rufus for their failings? And they're perfect in every way, shape, and form. Okay, um, I
0: perfect I can't find it, it washed, so we're gonna say it's a d12 uh, that you're rolling d12. against to overcome. That your Sounds Kama. fair. Ooh, that's a natural one. It's a natural oh. one. Uh, Jeb, you look off towards stainless, and you try to remember, and instead, what happens is your vision goes completely dark. You're shut in a room, room with no walls, room with only walls, room with no floor, no door, no window, nothing to see, nothing to hear. There is no sense. There is. Wait, is that is that a a girl laughing? A girl crying? Is that is that Violet? Is that what it's what violet. what is that? No, Violet. you, you there, there is a door. You open the door. You rush outside. You hear the sound of Violet crying. You can't see Violet. You're looking for her. She's is she on the left? Is she on the right? She, at, is she over the ledge? Where you at? Jeb, you leap forwards and jump off of the goat trail trying to get to where Violet is. Take three D six of fall damage uh, and the fall snaps you out of the trauma. Jeb. The rest, of, Yeah, the rest of you see Jeb yeah, right like kind of freezes up. up for a second. Almost. Ha- it's like a mild seizure where like he's got the you know how like people's muscles and their face kind of twitch when they're sleeping and they're like having a really intense dream. He gets that look for a little bit and then he just leaps forwards right off the goat trail and down um, as he falls. You know, it kind of like displaces some stones. They kind of uh, rustle down the mountain next to him.
3: Jeb, are you OK?
0: Just I'm going to roll attention die
4: just hurt my pride that's all why why'd you jump off be careful there's slippery rocks
3: That's it... might be the rain i think fox clearly sees an excuse when he sees one it doesn't push it any further uh, uh here I'll, I'll throw down a rope
4: okay i can help pull the rope thank you because i'm not good at climbing
0: the group of you were able to to raise Jeb up, no problem. He weighs like two pounds.
1: <laughs>
0: That's probably not true, but he he doesn't weigh very much. He's easy for you, uh, adventurers, to lift.
1: Jeb, uh, no need to think too hard about stainless. It's all right. We'll we'll answer those. Well, hopefully those mysteries won't need to be answered because we'll stop this. Cool. Stop this soon.
4: Yep. Let's. I'm ready to go. Alright. Ready to go.
1: <laughs> as you I'm pull leave, my hat
0: hat down over my eyes. As you leave the city of stainless behind you, the sound of hat jab on the industry and such fading into the distance, the airships getting f- fainter and softer as you know less of them are near you. Uh, you find yourselves instead heading into Whisperwind Gorge. This is a ravine cut by a small Babbling brook type situation into the mountains uh savage you know this area well um there's very little to fear here as long as you don't disturb the bears uh Mm -hmm. in in whisperwind gorge and you are pretty confident that it's probably fine they're probably not out right now um but just to be safe maybe everybody should roll a stealth check to try and not disturb the bears Can I roll to poke the bear?
2: Twenty-one for Zelda.
3: Owlin got a four. Non-nat twenty mm. for Fox. Savage actually
5: got a twelve.
0: Okay. How's Jeb doing? This is a group check. Sixteen. Jeb p- pushes you just barely over the edge. Uh Savage getting maybe oh, a little 20. bit careless, but <laughs> um but you know, kind of pulls it back. You see a bear uh off in the distance you you get like in um metal gear solid where the little question mark appears but it doesn't turn into an exclamation mark it's just like a little curious like kind of that noise snorts a little yeah what's what's that thing looks over the wind (laughs) exactly must have been (laughs) the wind um and the uh, the bear kind of turns and goes back into its little cave home Uh, The sun at this point has fallen below the height of the mountains, though it hasn't set completely. And so above you, the sky is a brilliant crimson as you begin walking through Whisperwind Gorge. Uh, The wind kind of swirling around you. The light grasses that are growing here on either side of the babbling brook are kind of gentle against Jeb's bare paws. Um, And that's kind of the situation.
4: Hmm. This is. uh, Don't worry, I've got bear paws.
5: Well, they're definitely better better than
1: what the pony would have had. This is true.
4: Okay,
5: you don't gotta rub it
4: in. I miss the guy already. (laughs)
1: Like I said, something to look forward to when we're done. Remember, we're doing this for him. I do. What my pony?
4: The only reason.
3: Sorry, I was busy trying to sell these NFBs.
0: I'm gonna roll the uh, next yeah. tension die, which is and die number six. So we're gonna clear the bought pool.
1: Bought a pony and immediately sold it. DM, are we still oh. in the gorge, or,
5: or, or have we just left
1: it? No,
0: you're still in the gorge.
5: Okay. Okay.
1: It is quite beautiful here. I never really wandered out here um, before. This is kind of serene. Just gonna like yawn.
5: Savage is just gonna like yawn and just be like, "Yeah, I was here two days ago."
1: Oh well, yeah, this, I'm sure this is all <laughs> feeling pretty samey to you.
5: Because <laughs> hmm. bears are usually a little bit more active, so we actually got lucky this time around. Everybody cool. roll a usually dexterity roll save. Around. Oh, dear. Uh-oh.
1: <laughs> Bear woke up. I
2: had uh, 17 level. for Zop.
1: 11 for Alan.
2: 24 for Fox. 25?
3: Four-
0: Oh, so 16. Okay. Uh, 16s and below failed. Uh, as the ground begins tremoring beneath your feet uh, and the mountains experience uh, a little bit of an earthquake, uh, two of you are thrown into the brook, which is not strong enough to sweep you away or anything like that, but you are now soaking wet. And uh, look in your inventory and double check if anything in your pack got wet. If it would ruin it, if it would, then it has, um, because you have been like fully immersed in the in the brook. Um, I would
1: assume my my things that are flammable, like a torch and a tinder box, probably would be ruined. Yeah, Dang. you should be able to dry those out, right?
0: Well, the torch would be just a stick at that point. Like whatever coating he's put oh. on it to make it burn would have washed off. Which, like, you can still burn a stick. It's just not...
3: I guess we kind of need to go animal
1: but animal hunting. As if there's another... What about what <laughs> my books? Would my books get... get Uh-oh. Uh, Dang. My book of Laredith's uh, life work and research and my book about how to build airships?
0: Roll a... Um, I, so I feel like Owlin would be extra panicked about his books. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I'm going to have you roll a roll an artificer tools check to see if you packaged them for safety or not
1: okay
4: can we assume that Jeb would have packed all of his books for safety because he's a book guy
0: uh I'm confident that Jeb's little spell book, Cole's journal, is packed for safety. But for the others, I think the same as Alan. Let's have him roll an arcana. Like, it's a thing he's proficient Alan, in.
1: Alan got a 25.
0: Okay. Alan's able to protect his books. You're like, okay. You fall into oh, the stream, you panic briefly, and you're like, oh, I'm glad I wrapped those. <laughs> oh, that, was, that, that would have been horrible. Jeb? 28. Yep. Same thing. Like, oh, glad I
1: protected my books at least oh that that i'm yes we were prepared there jeb that was that was close my poor
4: tinder box uh, is now ruined mine Mm -hmm. as well
1: the um the the shaking
0: continues for another minute or two before it subsides uh it does displace some more rocks and stones and things which fall down um and you see that the bears um at least the ones that you saw before have opted for flight rather than fight, and they are deep in their cave kind of, you know, huddling towards the back of it.
1: And Alan, roll nature to try to recall whether earthquakes like this were common when he used to live here?
0: Alan doesn't need to roll nature because you've actually had reports from four guys um, in the past that seismic activity has increased in this area and there's not a good explanation for it.
1: Well, Hmm. that seems like an example of that seismic activity that they were talking about. DM. Yep. What's the, what's the ground look
0: like here? Uh, it is, so there's a little brook in the middle of it. There's some uh, kind of like long flowing like wild grass on either side of it. And then uh, the ravine, which is pretty narrow, I would say maybe 20 feet across at its widest points. And then it kind of narrows in towards the, the brook from time to time. The ravine is just like steep uh, rock cliff type stuff and it almost curves inwards again so that the top of it is actually even thinner, like even less light comes in. So it's like a strip of crimson sky above you.
4: I am going to burrow into the ground, and can I make a perception check to see if I can hear what direction this quake and stuff is coming from?
0: Sure, make it a disadvantage because the earthquake's just ended.
4: But you know, with an earthquake, there's always an aftershock. Um, I rolled a 19 plus zero. Uh,
0: Well, that crits in your presence. Um, It does. (laughs) uh, You burrow down, and rather than hearing the direction it came from, you hear it continuing to travel the other direction, and you make your deductions. Uh, The earthquake came from stainless.
2: Oh. Oh.
4: Um, my Jeb's head pops out of the ground pop. Hey uh, That thing just came from stainless and it's heading mm. that way
0: Savage like these old. earthquakes are not uncommon uh, to you. This didn't seem out of the ordinary
5: Mm-mm. I Thought this savage just would have thought that this was always would have happened like this was a normal thing Because this isn't technically a other than being here for a year before that this right. was a
1: new place Hmm. Yes, that I mean we've been hearing reports that this is that these earthquakes have been happening far more frequently here than they used to and um, that's quite alarming that they would be coming from the city however <clears throat> since we don't really know what the ablis are doing or building there I guess, I guess seems about right we don't really have time to look into it either do we?
3: I don't think yeah, so we don't really hmm
4: okay well, let's hey, note it now yeah. Well, uh, no, never mind. I was
3: gonna do a thing. It's all well. All right, now you got me curious.
4: <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't want you to have to, like, part with your one of your NFBs.
3: <laughs> oh well, I might be willing to donate one to you if you want to invest later on in the future.
4: Okay, I'm getting in at the ground floor.
3: <laughs> Can <I> have one. <laughs> Yeah, here you go. Sweet. That one's got a, a um, little, oh, grappled on it.
4: Oh, that's nice. And Jeb <laughs> uh, packs a shell into his blunderbuss and, <laughs> and slides the, uh, the, the bearing down into it, too, and kind of sets it down like a little mortar, and it goes, and it boo, shoots it out, and it sprouts legs and arms and starts walking around. Um, hey, little guy, I <laughs> want you to stay... A hundred feet behind us and let me know if the ground starts rumbling or like if anything's coming in our direction.
0: Our um, track I'm not so good at counting a hundred feet.
5: I only have four feet.
4: That's okay. Um but you know what I mean.
0: So, so hang feel,
4: out behind us. Maybe
0: you could yep. carry a string and then I could just stay at the end of the string, just drag it behind you.
4: I tell you what, with an intelligence of two, how about you just stay put, and when I say start walking, <laughs> you start walking.
3: That sounds good. So oh, very nice. You fudged my non fungible ball <laughs>
1: bearing. <laughs> uh, it's been, been a little while since I've seen one of these little guys. Yeah. Yeah, I keep it in my back pocket. Just was it in case. was it at the was it at the Macar's Castle the last time that we yeah. that we used one of these? Yeah.
0: A small yeah, amount well. of rain begins falling. Some of it trickling through the the roof of your uh, Whisperwind Gorge.
1: Well, let's let's keep hey, moving on. I would we, say.
3: Let's just all agree that we never talk about the time this ball bearing got fudged. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah, we will never speak of it again. All right. Good. Good.
0: Uh, The rest of your time in Whisperwind Gorge is uneventful. And so you come to the Vista Shallows. Uh, This is a mountain lake that Savage often uses as a stopping point. And so as the sun disappears behind the horizon, as the moon's glow begins sort of diffusing across all the rain clouds that have gathered overhead, um, the, the subtle rain kind of falling towards you, the sounds of small mountain creatures uh, that live out in the in this area, in this ecosystem, kind of riding back across the night towards you. Uh, it is time to make a camp for the evening. Uh, mm-hmm. With Savage with you, I'm not going to ask for survival checks, but I will make it clear that because of the uh, flights of the airships overhead, you're not going to be able to light a fire this evening, mm-hmm. which is going to be cold and is going to require a constitution check from everybody.
4: Oh. So I save got, for a I check. Got I got us. No, I got us. We're good. Savage, can you can
5: you find us like a cool place uh with maybe like a little bit of an overhang? Oh and absolutely. I actually have a uh, I have a little something hidden that I use for myself when I come by here. So I'll okay. pull that out. Okay. And Jeb is going
4: there. to use the heel of his uh of his bear paws. And just kind of scratch a big circle in the ground. And I'm going to ritual cast a tiny hut. Um, and it's going to kind of like oof up like one of those pop up tents. Yeah. And I can color it any color. So it's going to look like the surrounding
1: foliage. Cool. That's awesome.
0: Uh, yeah. So Goodbye. a little hut kind of springs into uh, into existence here where Jeb has ritual cast this. And you all can go in and get some reprieve from the rain and so as you're sitting down at a campfire is there any conversation or are you just turning in for the night this is
1: there's no campfire
0: or yeah I uh, guess you're, you're sitting down yeah. uh, in your cabin uh, it's nice and
3: warm I, though I will cast I'll, I'll find some like large head sized stones and cast prestidigitation to warm them uh, to about you know a comfortable warmth <laughs> And that lasts for about an hour, and I'm like, and I hand one to each person, I'm like this, this should help you sleep.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you, Fox. Just cuddle your rock. your rock. Here's your here's
2: your cuddling rock. <laughs> hey, Foxman, this reminds me. You remember that time back in the village?
3: Mm, well, we had many times back in the village. You're gonna have to be more specific than that. Whoa, yeah. you always know. All
4: right, you're the real Fox.
3: Who told you no uh. <laughs> No, um if you're talking about the time we all had to camp out under the stars
2: cause you know Yeah man we were worried about bandits. They never did show up by the way. Also stockwood. Well, when the I mean, wood was all wet, you had to warm the stones up. That's true. It's just, uh,
3: Well we had to use an actual fire back then. Uh, to get the wood dried and it was it was a whole process nobody could sleep well and the fire wasn't burning right so we ended up using the rocks from the fire i didn't have you know
1: spells back then but but we're thankful for it now and of jeb's spells this hut is extremely yeah, pleasant yeah.
4: Have a sec. yeah it keeps the rain off rain sounds nice
1: it does on the roof i agree well um, (laughs) Savage Savage has been
5: in his uh, this chest that he has that he keeps in a a tree trunk nearby when he comes by here and he pulls out a couple a couple mugs and then just pours like his little water glass into each of them just kind of passes them out for everybody to have a sip thank you
3: oh is this where we find out
5: you've drugged this, and you're going to steal everything we own uh, for the time I may have attacked you? Savage is going to slowly put the rope away that's on his lap. No.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Did we ever pay you? The payment. I think I don't think I don't we, think need to we talk ever paid that. you. <laughs> We can talk about yeah, that don't after this excursion. I, I have I have enough contacts in your uh, in your company that I can get that done.
1: <laughs> we, that I mean, good. Uh, to be honest, if we succeed here, we should just put you on the payroll. That would just be yeah. uh, my preference. That would fix everything. Then there would never be an IOU. There you go. We'll figure be, something out.
5: Absolutely. That's how I ended up getting into this because I met a uh, a halfling, I believe, by the name of Shale. Oh, and yes. We know oh, Shale. Shale. Yeah. And that's how we got in contact. We had a drink, met him at a bar, and he told me about four interesting fellas and adventures. And I also told him about four guys and some adventures. And it seemed that we came to a conclusion that we were talking about the same four guys. And so he offered me this job because he noticed my skills. And that's why I've been here for the past year or so.
1: Well, Man, I'm Shale sure. is so cool. Shale is extremely cool. <laughs> Um, well, I'm I sure guess, your presence uh, here has been very welcome. People have been really happy to be able to find passage here.
5: You hear the same stories from everybody as they go through, but it's all the same thing. They all want out. They all want safety. Mm-hmm. God, if you don't mind me asking, uh, might be a difficult
3: question to answer right now, but I guess like, if we ever did end up hiring you, what would you say is like your number one
5: strength and weakness?
2: Savage <laughs> <laughs> is
5: going to take a sip and just be like, I, I, "I'd assume
1: my interview starts now." Uh, no, it does not have to start now. And in my opinion, you're already hired, Fox. I agree with that. <laughs> oh, come on. It was a good one. I could just
5: look at Fox and just that be kind like... Of, uh, Savage just looks at Fox and says, well, I'm proficient with a rope. I, I, <laughs> and just uh, kind of winks at him.
3: You know what? <laughs> Got me there. <laughs> so oh. what
4: kind of pay rate were you expecting?
5: I'm going to be real. I'm a more of a go-with-the-flow kind of guy. The... The urge to acquire money it wasn't as strong I guess after our adventures after I started seeing the world needed more help mm-hmm. and um, money was less in my mind. Don't get me wrong perfect. I still enjoy a little little something in my pocket what but I understand there's is. more at stake Here's a little down payment and I give him a single wing
1: <laughs> Why are going to give him an NFB?
3: That's what I thought you were giving <laughs> <No>! him too. <laughs> right I give safe. him I give him a little wing and an nFB <laughs> this will hold that you over me. until these wings Not are outdated
5: <laughs> oh my. yeah yeah Smosh is just gonna take it and thank him and put it into his pocket <laughs> just tap it just for a safe spot like there it is
1: yeah well uh I'm gonna get some sleep I think uh I'm gonna need the rest for tomorrow's journey
3: yeah I'll uh. I'll do watch, and then do you want to switch with me later, Savage?
5: Absolutely. Sounds like a plan. All
3: right. And uh, I'm, I'm going to go mentally... ahead and... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. You go ahead. I, I'm rolling a, a general perception check. Yeah, you are. Uh, for 22.
2: Okay. Hmm.
4: I'm going to mentally communicate, and I'm going to be like, hey, BB, would you just, like, uh, walk a perimeter? and let us know if you see anything.
2: Yeah, I do it. <laughs>
3: cool, <laughs> <dude>. Wait, this <laughs> is like what the word perimeter oh, oh, that means but I'm just walking. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: We never did see that BB again.
2: <laughs>
4: I guess I'll, I guess I'll take the first wash with you Fox, cuz I'm not going to sleep until he's uh, until he's done making his perimeter.
2: Oh, oh yeah
3: is uh he's giving you giving you trouble
4: oh he's just singing but i guess that's what he does when he walks the perimeter.
3: a perimeter it's the kind of line to, the you the know it's like after a line, for a
1: while it's oh. Just getting,
0: yeah. oh wait is your so, perimeter is that the line that goes opposite to the first line
4: you just keep walking and so, then turn every third step
2: every third step okay
4: yep doot, just, doot, like doot, mm-hmm. doot, 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 just like this
3: and left just like this and right and left i ever have children i want to teach them the way you just taught that bb <laughs> what a perimeter is <laughs> uh i'm gonna go ahead i guess and um yeah I- as keeping an eye out um i'll uh, bring out the broom Oh hey what's up dude Set it in front of us and be like well Just me this hunt is
5: Jeb. really clean I really I vibe with it I dig it And this broom Savage is going to stare very awkwardly At the broom Savage hears a voice in his head What you looking at <laughs> He's going to kind of like put his head back a little bit And <laughs> He's just going to kind of shake it off Fox Like he didn't hear anything
3: what, Who's looking at you The, the new guy Oh, Savage? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Savage, if it helps you sleep, the voice in your head is a broom. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, today's session's Dragons
0: session comes to a close.